classic New Year's fashion, today we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. We're going to be looking into the text me back crystal ball to be making predictions about 2024 and who we think is going to get canceled. And snake of the year. (laughs) That was so low energy. (laughs) I I was like, should I make a snake? And then I was like, what sound does a snake make? (laughs) Ribbit, ribbit. Okay. Text me back. Text me back. Text me back at once. Why won't you text me back? Text Text me back. Text me back, Megan. This is Text Me Back, a podcast about best friends, the best animals, and the worst people. I'm Megan Hatcher Mays. And I'm Lindy West. Happy New Year, Text Me Backalites. <laughs> Welcome to our first show of the year 2024. But I'm still writing 2023 on all my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> You're Megan Hatcher Mays, a democracy expert who has vowed to fix democracy for sure forever in 2024. Right, Megan? Yep, give me like six weeks, I think I can crack it. By the way, you, our beloved New York Times bestselling author, Lindy West, queen of my heart, queen of the jokes. Oh, thank you. And in 2024, you're gonna do all of them. All the jokes. <gasps> Say bye-bye to all the other comedy podcasts because the joke <laughs> C is drying up. I drank it. So that's not real. But what is real is our real resolutions that we're going to do today on the show. (laughs) We are going to be talking about our New Year's resolutions. We are going to be looking into our text me back crystal ball of magic to make some Mm. predictions about who we think will be the worst people of 2024. I can't wait. It's so hard to choose. I know. And we'll be crowning the winner of 2023's snake of the year now that all the data is in we've heard from all the contestants and we're ready to decide we saw all their special talents Mm -hmm. and we heard their ideas about diplomacy although for sexism reasons we've canceled the bathing suit competition still it was a tight slither to the finish but we're ready to crown a winner (laughs) uh welcome to text me back up first are real New Year's resolutions. I do not resolve to eat all of the jokes in the world and ruin podcasting. And Megan doesn't resolve to fix democracy because she doesn't believe in it. So what are we actually going to do in 2024? Okay, I'm going to go first. Is that okay? Yes, I'm dying to know. My New Year's resolution for 2024 is a resolution that actually I have every year. I've been carrying it around with me year to year since I think... I first came up with it in maybe middle school or high school, and I have never achieved it. But 2024 is going to be the year for sure that I stop imbuing inanimate objects with feelings (laughs) and then feeling guilty about neglecting or destroying them. (laughs) For instance, yesterday I went to the grocery store. This is true. I went to the grocery store and I looked at my grocery list and on the grocery list, it said zucchini. And I went to the zucchini section and I looked at the zucchinis and there were three zucchinis lined up next to each other. And I said to myself, three strong brothers. 
And then I had to buy them. I had to buy all of them. All three. Even though one of them had a big chunk taken out of it, it had like a big scratch. But I was like, I can't separate the brothers now that I said to myself, three strong brothers. That it's it's done. Megan, it's such a problem. What did you do when it was time to use the zoo? You had, I mean, at some point, the brothers have to go their own way. I, I have to just disassociate. I don't know. I Someone else has to cook the brothers. Yeah, somebody else had to prep the zoo. It's like, yeah, I can't, I can't separate the brothers when I bring them home to eat them and kill them. <laughs> you couldn't spare a single brother. Now their mother is no. devastated in the grocery. <laughs> oh my God, you're so, oh my God, Megan. Like, I didn't even need three zucchinis. I needed one zucchini. Uh, so this has plagued me. If I had two pieces of garbage and then I throw a piece of garbage away in a garbage can and I can see another garbage can up the road, I'm like, that garbage can will feel left out if I don't go put this <laughs> other piece of garbage in the other garbage can. Oh my God. It rules my life, Megan. I mean, the thing is like... Uh, I hate to say it, but I get it, man. I I actually get this. I used to I used to do that same thing with my clothes when I was growing up. I'd be like, I feel bad. I haven't worn that skirt, uh, that skirt vest combo that uh, my parents got for me at Fred Meyer. I haven't worn that in over a month. I think she's getting a little somber. I think she's getting yeah. a little melancholy. And like that would drive what I would wear to school is that I, I was worried that my clothes yeah. were sad. And I, at, eventually I just was like, what is that? What brain problem is that? Yeah. Um, and I still do it to a degree. Like sometimes like when I'm looking in the fridge and there's leftovers, I'm like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. But I'm not going to eat you today. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And it's like, what do they care? It's couscous, you know? <laughs> if, a, if like a pillow falls off my bed, I'll apologize to it. Science? Doctors? Are you listening? Please. What is this? Please help me. And then meanwhile, I'm just like eating a big steak like, what, what am I talking about? I'm just like killing it, like letting an animal die for me to eat it. But I feel guilty if like my sock, uh, if if my two socks get separated in different laundry loads Ugh. or like, or if a pen runs out of ink, I'm like, but it, it served me so well. Like it, it was so loyal and it let me use all of its ink. I can't just throw its carcass away. I think I probably feel the worst when I have to put a single sock away. I'm like, I am so sorry, man. Oh I don't God. know. I don't know where your sister is. Your wife. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know where your child, your son. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. And this is just one of the many steps on the road to me becoming imminently vegan dude there was a tank of crab of live crabs at the, the same grocery store where i rescued while i where i condemned to death the three strong brothers and i looked at those crabs and i was like i almost started crying <laughs> meanwhile literally i have two 10 pound chuck roasts in my cart and like a cow is so much more like a dog than a crab is but i yeah. the crabs are right there looking at me they're looking at me maybe veganism is in the cards for you in 2024 it's just that you you also can't separate zucchini i know i think i have to be a breatharian <laughs> i got to just freaking waste away no that's true i think okay so maybe 2024 will be vegan except one cheeseburger a month and then 2025 i'll go full vegan yeah but I also need to have half and half in my coffee. Yeah. I think that's what Beyonce did. So I think you're Great. fine. Yeah. Oh my God. You want to hear my resolution? I have it right here. <laughs> uh, okay. It is ensure my pantaloons are brushed and groomed regularly to hmm, hmm, 
What? Hmm. So as to achieve max fluffiness and shine, <laughs> puke with a plum, continue to deny love and affection to Megan. I'm so sorry. These are these are not my resolutions. These are my dog Brenda's resolutions. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, those are not my real resolutions. My my real resolution is as follows. I simply must stop doing that thing where as I'm out and about and here in DC and I meet someone who's also from Seattle, I simply must stop exclaiming at the top of my lungs in their face, <gasps> you are me too. <laughs> Uh, they don't care at all. No, it's like, to me, it's like the cosmos have brought us together. This is the most consequential meeting of our lives. Imagine two people from Seattle in the same place at the same time. <laughs> incredible, incredible. And they're always like, yeah, that's cool. And they don't care at all. <laughs> they simply don't care at all. And second of all, they're never actually from Seattle. They're usually from like uh, Ferndale or whatever. No shade to Ferndale. It's just that I don't know anything about Ferndale. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Seattle. I'm from Ferndale. And then I have to go, oh, right on. Right on. See, I was going to say, I was going to say, if you say, oh, my God, I'm from Seattle, and they have that bad reaction, that's how you know they're not really from Seattle. They're not really from there. A real Seattleite would be like, yes. <gasps> Where'd you go to high school? That's what I, I'm always like, where'd you go to high school? <laughs> I like to know, because that's a very common question in, for people from other cities too. And I always wonder, like, what's that question for Seattleites? Because what you're really trying to find out is where they lived, where they grew up, and like what their families might be like. Like, what's that one question that gets to it? And it used to be, it really did used to be like, what neighborhood did you grow up in? But now you can't because <laughs> every neighborhood in Seattle is gentrified beyond recognition. So it's a little bit more difficult. So I do think high school is now is now that question. But nobody... Nobody cares. Okay. If I meet someone who says they're from Seattle and then they're from Ferndale, I will then list everything I know about <laughs> their town and every time that I've been there. I offer to them like my rankings of what I think are the best Seattle companies. <laughs> By the way, number one is Costco. I realize it's not a great Seattle company. It's a great Kirkland company, but still it's it's on the list. What? The other ones I Kirkland's feel like- Kirkland's signature company. Kirkland's signature company. You know what is actually really fun is when you tell an East Coaster that Kirkland is a real place. 10 out they of 10, know? they don't know. 10 out of 10, mind's blown when you're like, you've heard of Kirkland's signature. Have you heard of Kirkland, Washington? The answer is no, they have not. That is a real party starter. That's fun. So there's that. Number one is Costco. Obviously, I feel like I can't name the other companies now because they have fallen out of my rankings due to union <laughs> busting. My other New Year's resolution is to keep my rankings flourishing. I've ranked <laughs> I've ranked great Seattle companies. I also maintain a list of the best Megans, you know? <laughs> and I just think that I'm going to continue to do. By the way, if That's you're wondering smart. who the top Megan is, it's, I was humble. I'm not, I'm not num the number one Megan. I'm a, I know that. I'm aware of that. Ooh. I'm in the top 10, obviously, <laughs> but I'm not number one. Number one. Who's number one? Obviously, it's Megan the Stallion. Oh, yeah, of course. She saved, she really saved our name from despair. There was this brief moment where people were starting to use the name Megan as like, kind of like a synonym for Karen because a yeah. lot of white women are named Megan. Um, it's like me and Megan Good and Megan the Stallion are the only. <laughs> non-white Megans, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Megan the Stallion saved us, man. Yeah. She saved us from a fate of being synonymous with trifling casual racists. Yeah. And for that, she's a permanent number one Megan. Megan the Stallion 
obliterated all knowledge of Meghan McCain from the internet. I don't even know who that is. You know what I mean? She's (laughs) never heard of her. She's gone. So those are my New Year's resolutions. I feel like I got to maintain my list. I got to do a better job of keeping up to speed with the various Megans, making sure my lists are correct and up to date and to stop screaming at East Coasters about where I'm from. Great work. It'll be a successful year, I think. Yes, Megan, it should be a successful year. If it's not, what are the consequences we're setting for ourselves? I have to start telling people I'm from St. Louis instead. (laughs) And I will be forced to draw a smiley face on an orange and then eat it, which is (laughs) hell on earth to me. Oh my God. I can't even think about it. Text me, Bacolites, if you have an exceptional New Year's resolution for 2024 that you'd like to share, please text it to us. You can text BFF to 206-926-9955. Tell us what you're working on for 2024, and we might share it on a future episode of the show. That's 206-926-9955. Coming up after the break, Lindy and I get into our predictions for the worsties, the absolute worst people of 2024, potentially, maybe, if the stars are right. We're the stars and we're always right. Hi, everyone. We wanted to tell you about a new show we are loving, the Culture Study Podcast with Anne Helen Peterson. It's a show about exploring the nooks and crannies of the culture that surrounds you. Each week, Anne and a super smart co-host answer listeners' questions about the stuff they find interesting and perplexing, like, why do clothes suck now? Is Paw Patrol copaganda or is it not that deep? And what's the deal with everyone I know getting a divorce? Like Anne's tremendously popular newsletter, the Culture Study Podcast is funny, insightful, and kind of weird. And it's guaranteed to help you become the most interesting person at parties. Listen to the Culture Study Podcast every Wednesday, wherever you get your shows. Many people don't know that Lindy and I have been blessed with the gift of the site, and we are able to know what will happen in the future. And we are using our powers not to tell you what is going to happen that's important and might actually be useful to you, but who we think are going to reveal themselves as the worst people of 2024. That's right, Megan. We will be saying the sooths. Of who are the biggest stinkers of the year. I have a list of who I think is going to be revealed as the worst person or persons, foreshadowing, uh, of 2024. But Lindy, I'm curious who you got. Yeah, so I don't really know anything about this person particularly, and I have nothing against them. I just have a feeling (laughs) that was sent to me from the other side by my spirit guide, Robin Williams. (laughs) And a feeling cannot be slanderous, actually. That's... That's what the, the law, law says. Yeah, it's in the book. Megan's a lawyer. She confirmed it. So but not a problem. Please don't sue. But my pick for 2024 uh, downfall of the year, I just, it's got to be little diddle Timothy Chalamet. Uh, yeah. You know, he's he's rocketing to superstardom on the shoulders of Kylie Jenner <laughs> and his own talent. Mm-hmm. He has spent many months 
in the rainbow pants of a psychopathic chocolatier. <laughs> and you know he's the kind of actor that gets too close to the case. <laughs> he, he probably went method. He was in Hershey PA in a weird suit bothering the Hershey chocolate factory people. <laughs> and their children. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know. <laughs> Turning their children into blueberries. Trapping them in TVs. Timothy, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I just feel like, they, look, I'm sorry. Timothée Chalamet has, dare I say, a LaBuffian vibe. Ooh, yes. Yeah, well, I think we all recall Shia's art house chaos era. And it does kind of feel like Timothée is rounding the corner, maybe a little bit. We could see it. We could see it, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, like... And okay, and to be fair, I liked the art house chaos era of LaBeouf. Sure. The stuff that came later, I didn't love. No. But we don't need to talk about that. Um, but, you know, it's like we got Wonka. It's at the top of the charts. We got Kylie Jenner. He's dating a billionaire. And then Dune Part 2 is coming out in March. Oof. So you know you're going to see him on every red carpet in the weirdest outfit you've ever seen. A, like a glittery gun holster as pants, I assume. <laughs> I don't know. Also, he strikes me as one of those people who like goes out of their way. Well, he's French, you know? So I just feel like it's going to be a lot of him ensuring that he pronounces the director's... He's a lot of like, Denis Villeneuve. Never going to say Dennis. <laughs> and one has to ask, are you French enough to be doing that? Come on. It's Dennis. Yeah, it's Dennis. It's Dennis Villeneuve. Get a grip. Yeah, and I just feel like all of that kind of momentum and fame and constant praise and, you know, you like wear a condom as a hat and everyone gives you an award. Mm -hmm. Like it it gets into your soul and it's a little bit um, yeah. rot rotifying. It's infectious in, in the bad way. Every calendar year some random man who had previously been beloved just eats it just face first <laughs> eats it and does something horrible or like insane in an unfun way it might be timo time counterpoint though yeah it's like this is not even a criticism of him it's like if he manages to get through his entire career without ever doing a bungle and getting canceled he's a miracle person like it, it would be only natural for him to catastrophically fail. <laughs> and so I, again, I'm rooting for him. I hope that we this isn't a, you know, Shia no. 2.0. If he makes it through 2024, we'll take it all back and we will say to him, Timothée, felicitations. That's, I'm trying to say it in French, but I think it came bon out. Bon année. Bon année, Timothée. I think that's right. And I think that you will be validated in no time at all. History will bear me out, Megan. Mm. <laughs> all right. Who do you have for prediction of worst people 2024? I have six people that I... Oh, my God. And Is that allowed? Yeah. Okay. I have six people. They've already shown their whole asses for years. But oh who my I God, have chosen... Like on OnlyFans? Yeah. It's at supremecourt.gov slash OnlyFans. <gasps> That's right. <laughs> I've chosen all six conservative justices of the Supreme Court. They are as follows. Samuel Alito, low-key the worst of them all. Clarence Thomas, very close, second worst. Amy Coney Barrett, trying to act like she's not the worst, but is really, really bad. John Roberts, my enemy. 
Neil Gorsuch, who was picked to be on the Supreme Court by Donald Trump because he was good looking. That's not a joke. I was just sitting here thinking that Neil Gorsuch was good looking. <laughs> Trump was like, he's straight out of central casting. It's old. And Brett Kavanaugh, the only Supreme Court justice whose name anyone knows because he's the grossest and worst man who ever lived. That's also not defamatory because it's true. Anyway, my prediction is that they're going to keep stinking up the joint. So listen, I know it's kind of a cop out of a prediction because uh, they're all everyone already knows that they're all bad. But I think that they're going to continue to be very bad and they're going to worsen over the course of 2024. And in fact, uh, at the end of December, there's this big investigatory report in the New York Times about the leak of the Dobbs case, which was the case that overturned Roe v. Wade. And that included the revelation that Neil Gorsuch signed on to that opinion after reviewing it for 10 minutes. And they're just going to get worse. And I think the best thing that we can do is know their names. You don't get to be anonymous and take away all of my rights. You have to pick one or the other. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're my pick for who's going to be the worst person of 2024. I'm, I feel very solid in that pick because they were already the worst people of 2023 and 2022 <laughs> and 2021. So I feel good. I think we're on a roll for being the worst. And how I'm going to combat that is by making sure everyone I meet knows all six of their names. All six. There's going to be a test at the end of this episode. Mm. I can't wait. I love to get an A. You text all six of their names to the BFF line. We'll send you a free pair of judicial robes. <laughs> if you can name all six conservative justices, you win. No abortion. <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's horrible. Oh. So that's my pick for 2024. Supreme Court, you're on my list. Stinkers. Lindy, anyone else you think? Oh, yeah, I have one more. Well, I have two more. Go on. My second prediction for the worst people of 2024 is Lindy and Megan. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. What did we do? Just, just based on our villain arc over the course yeah. of our first eight episodes, I just feel like in every episode, we get red-pilled a little harder. A little bit, so yeah. I, thought, yeah. I thought maybe we should do a little retrospective. So first, we celebrated the adorable tweets of Chuck Grassley, and I declared that I agreed with him, mm -hmm. and he was right on about the History Channel. Mm -hmm. And then we extolled the comedic powers of Donald Trump, <laughs> and we might have declared him the funniest person alive. Yeah, uh, yeah. This is sounding really bad when you say it all at once. Megan loves Christian girl Autumn, and oh. maybe we're going to start going to church. Not that there's anything wrong with going no. to church, but it could sometimes be a pipeline to some other stuff. <laughs> um, so it's a gateway drug. <laughs> uh -oh. Megan literally announced that she is best friends <laughs> with insurrectionist Mark Meadows. And then also there was some erotic enthrallment implied yeah at the end I of the mean, episode when you put it like that it does sound kind of bad we also were padlocking the toe of the vampire boy which is a deeply conservative impulse he to didn't deserve that to bury a witch i mean that's not what democrats do he was just a child you know <laughs> come on come on and We've been, you know, lionizing Lord of the Rings, a white Christian fantasy, and overall, just embracing capitalism at every turn. Yeah. We're fixing our lives with grout brushes and ice machines. So I worry, I guess, is yeah. all I'm saying. I, I worry about 
what happens to us in 2024, Megan? The tarot cards are not looking good when you ask them about (laughs) our behavior in 2024. And as we get closer to November of 2024, we really got to watch it. A lot of threats on the horizon. We cannot be joking around about Chucklebones Grassley and his father, Donald Trump. We we can't do that. That's not good. Yeah. I mean, maybe this is really another New Year's resolution. We're going to stop making evil people cute. Yep. In all seriousness, me and Megan's real politics are probably farther left than we're allowed to talk about on KOW. So like, don't don't worry. Like, we're not really becoming Republicans. Yeah, we're just doing a bit about how much we love Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, the the crystal ball is never wrong. So, I mean, my prediction's already coming true. Despair descends upon the podcast. Oh, but really, um, let's all be serious about November 2024 starting now. Okay? Capiche? Thank you. After the break, I slither us into a new world of wonder and crown the snake of the year, baby. Snake of the year. Megan. It's a really special day here at Text Me Back. Did you know? It is. I think I know what where we're going. <laughs> it's a big moment. Since the very beginning, we've been promising people, and they've been very ex- excited. We've been promising <laughs> snake content. We have. And then we delivered no snake content <laughs> whatsoever at all. Nary a teaspoon of snake content in 2023. So true. Although, to me... All content is snake content because snakes are forever in my heart. But (laughs) today we're going to get to our very first bona fide snake segment. And since this is the first show of 2024, we're going to crown 2023's snake of the year. Mm -hmm. We did a whole pageant. Mm -hmm. We saw all their special talents. Mm -hmm. We saw their fantastic evening dresses. And... We heard them sing their little songs, songs, twirl their batons. (laughs) And now one one clear winner has emerged. Yeah, I think so. Are you ready to hear about it? I am. 2023's Snake of the Year comes to us straight from 2018, the Nigerian snake that ate the money. (laughs) This snake got up to some real mischief, Megan. Ah. And not just snake mischief, political mischief. This snake was hungry as hell. (laughs) You know, he had a little rumble down there and he was looking for something yummy. Yeah. To tickle his little tummy. So, meanwhile, there is a Nigerian government official who is in charge of some kind of large fund for you know some kind of transportation initiative or whatever and it was about a million naira which is about a hundred thousand dollars Ooh! the government came knocking and they were like okay we're ready to use those funds where are they can we have them 
because this official was like, yeah, I, I have them in my safe, in my office, mm-hmm. in my vault or whatever. Oh, it was in a safe. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, it, w- it was safe in a room in their office where you uh-huh. keep the government funds. Yep. In cash always. Yeah. yeah sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to have some liquidity if you need to make <laughs> transportation <laughs> infrastructure decisions fast. Yes. So they have the funds in the office and then the government comes knocking and they're like, hey, bro, uh, can we get those funds now? And the government official is like, absolutely. Let me go throw them in a tote bag for you. <laughs> they go into their office for an unknown amount of time. Maybe from behind the door, you hear like muttering, swearing, things sort of you know, um, clattering of uh, items uh, being lifted, a glass breaking, yeah, a little uh, a horn honking, um, a dog barking, whatever. And then the government official comes back to the door, and they're like, "Oh, oh, oh you guys are not going to believe what happened. <laughs> oh, this is not my week." And they're like, "They said a snake came in the window." And it ate the money. It ate the oh, funds. And then it's right. looking back out the window. Yeah. You know? That's pretty common, I think, for snakes. It's hot uh-huh. there. They had the window cracked, I mm-hmm. assume, for a little breeze. And snakes love paper to eat. Snakes don't know what money is. Snakes live on a pure barter system. Sure. You know, they don't have like um, the sort of abstract concept of currency Mm -hmm. in exchange for goods and services. They do you think they're they're, anti-capitalist or they just don't know what capitalism is? They're (laughs) anti-capitalist. Okay. (laughs) Specifically. (laughs) Um, So this, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The snake uh, was hungry and needed to eat to live came in the window. They were you know they were so hungry, they probably looked at the pile of money and what they saw was a big steaming roast turkey. Yep. You know like when you're really hungry and you look at your friend. I bet the snake floated through the window just purely off the scent of yes. the turkey it was envisioning. Yeah. The two little tendrils of mm-hmm. scent went out the window into the snake's nostrils, which lifted the snake up in the air through the window <laughs> where yeah. it mistakenly ate the money and then left. So, yeah, the, Nigeria, I mean, the government official cannot be blamed. No. What? I, well, there's no other possible nope. explanation. It had to have nope. been the snake who famously loved to feast upon flavorless colored paper. <laughs> What else could and, have happened to it? And that's 2023's Snake of the Year. Well, that's a pretty good snake. Uh, you know, you're the snake master on this show, I gotta say. Yeah, you know, like correct. you're the boss of snakes. But you know, I've got a real Reddit problem these days, and I get served a lot of stuff like, what is this car? Which I love. That's my favorite. I love it when I mm. get the car too. It's so rare, but it's so thrilling when I guess the, the correct car. But I also get like, what is the snake? So there's a lot of like snake identification. I don't mind so much uh, a few pics of snakes. I did have to block what is this insect because I don't want to. Mm. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want you to tell me. I would. I, I would double subscribe to what is this insect? Horrific stuff. Uh, but the other day I, I got a snake story and I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was really nice. Because you know I think Wait. snakes 
Really? Yeah, I do think snakes kind of get a bad rap. I, I think it's mostly because of Indiana Jones. Thanks for nothing. He, hate, he hates snakes. He famously loathes the snakes. Uh, but I think they're fine. I mean, I don't want to be near one, and I definitely don't want to touch or hold one. But I'm not against their uh, ongoing existence. Anyways. Megan. Megan. Yes. Megan. Do you know that if I see a snake on the ground, I will just grab it? Oh. Well, <laughs> it's true. Congrats. We don't have we don't have any venomous snakes here, so like they can't hurt me. I you could just pick it up. All it will do is um it will pee all all over you. Cool. I think that that's great and I want to support your hobbies. Thank you. Uh, but for me, I think I'm just going to look mm. at a pic or two and see how I feel about the photograph and that's where I'm at mm. on my emotional journey with snakes. Anyway, you'll get there. Yeah, I don't think so. But there's this lady who posted on Reddit on r slash snakes. Oh my Um, god, I gotta get on Reddit. You do. It's man. I mean, it's like bad in the same way that Twitter slash X is bad. But sure, snakes. So I don't know. There's not as many good snakes on Twitter. That's for sure. Anyway, Mm -mm. so this lady had has like a chicken coop, and I guess people with chicken coops will put fake eggs in there to make their hens. I don't really know why. It's like it make uh, the hens like it. It makes broody mm. hens like to sit on fake eggs. I guess I don't know. I feel like uh, hens are emotional. Yeah, so they're like, here's that's th- well, this will tie her over. Let's give her this like ceramic egg. And so this lady had posted that a snake, a rat snake. Do you know about them? Do you know him? Yes. Okay. Yes. Rat snake. An excellent snake. Looks. I mean, from based on this photo, looks like a cobra to me. But I don't know. I'm. I don't know what I don't know what snakes get up to. Anyways, he got into her chicken coop and mm-hmm. ate, thinking it was a normal chicken egg, ate the egg that <gasps> the hen was sitting on. He ate the ceramic fake egg. No! And and he and he's all his middle section is all enormous from Oh, because <laughs> usually he usually he crushes the shell with his abdominal muscles. Yeah, but he couldn't cuz with you know, his sick abs. Because freaking he, People who do yeah. pottery are not messing around. So the ceramic it's egg is actually he he ate a cue ball. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's what it looks like. Aww, so the, poor this buddy. poor this poor I guess it was a I guess it was a girl snake. I don't know how she knew, but anyways, <gasps> this this beautiful feminist queen ate the wrong kind of egg, and she was all big in the middle from from the egg. And my if this happened to me, first of all, I would never in my life have a chicken coop because nothing good is going on in there yeah you get one of the best tasting <laughs> a single of the best tasting egg you've ever had but otherwise it's just like fighting raccoons and snakes like i'm not doing that but anyways this lady called a reptile rescue and had somebody come out and like pop the fake egg out and they sent the snake on on her way and i was like damn i feel like the snake community is imbued with a set of ethics that i will never possess and i started to feel a little bit bad about myself because i was like oh i would have said best wishes <laughs> this lady's like i'm gonna save this snake's life and then she's in that the comments so being beautiful. like it was it really was and she was in the comments being like it's just that these snakes are so important to the local ecosystem and i was like a local ecosystem oh my god <laughs> I, she's right anyway i just wanted to share that with you because i do feel like snake people have a special empathy chip that i think is great yeah, I mean, it's true. I love snakes because, well, first of all, they rock. Um, <laughs> but second of all, because uh, I do have big time empathy, which is why I can't have a pet snake because 
couldn't possibly feed it a mouse. No. So it's like, no, I'm all mixed up inside. Uh, Like I want the snakes to live. I want the mice to live. I don't know what to do. And I eat hamburgers. So what the, I know I I'm a wreck. It it doesn't, it doesn't need to make sense. It's okay. Do do you think, do you think that they, maybe they said this in the comments. Do you think that they got the cue ball out the way it came in, or do you think they forced it out the butthole? It's not. I'm going to double check. It's not confirmed, but th- but that was the question. I bet they like squoze it back up, hand over hand, and popped it out like a t-shirt cannon. Somebody in the comments was like, "Thank you for coming here for advice because you should find somebody who will just squeeze it back out." And I was like, "I mean, yeah, I guess. What other way? Yep. Would it go? I've seen that happen. Also, also, did you know that if a snake eats its own tail? You can make it barf it up with hand sanitizer. Just spread, like, wipe a little hand sanitizer oh on its nose, and it I, does not like it. And then it's like, you know, I was trying to show an interest in your interests, <laughs> and this is how you repay me. What the hell? What do you mean? No, we talked about Brenda puking. It's the same. It's instead of the no puke pledge, it's how you get a snake to sign the yes puke yeah. pledge to save its life. <laughs> The, it's it's the it's a beautiful like exact it's inverse it's like puking will end brenda's life but it will save the snake's life it's true I life mean, i mean if you think about it life is is beautiful that's the gorgeous symmetry of mother earth i guess <laughs> well thanks for bringing me that snake you're welcome <laughs> Another podcast in the books, our very first of 2024, but certainly not our last, Lindy, because we're back at it again next week. What will we be talking about? I was thinking that next week we could investigate the deep state. (laughs) No, Lindy. (laughs) Lindy, we just said we're not doing that. Oh, right. Other (laughs) thoughts? Other ideas? (laughs) Next week, we are going to investigate meaningless, pointless mysteries and conspiracies that have no import or value in society. The mysteries that we will be solving or investigating will not change the outcome of any upcoming election. They are silly. Thank you. The ghost of JFK Jr. is not pulling the strings of these mysteries at all. I said he's not touching it. He's not involved. That's right. Next week, we will be investigating the absurd and trivial psyops, mysteries, and conspiracies plaguing our brains and no one else's. So we hope you will tune in next week. We're going to be talking about Gen Z versus millennials. We're going to be talking about a big fat whale. And we're going to be finally putting to rest a mystery that's been bothering us for 20 years. That's right. May she rest in peace. Please tune in. We love you. Thank you so much for listening to Text Me Back. You can find me on Instagram at West, And you can find me at important M-E-A-G-A-N. If you like the show, please tell your best friend about us and please rate and review us. It helps people find the show. Text Me Back is a production of KUOW in Seattle, a proud member of the NPR Network. Our editor is Jeannie Yandel. Our senior producer is Brandy Fullwood. Our mixer is Jason Burroughs. 
Our production team includes Juan Pablo Chiquitza, Michaela Giannotti Boyle, Amelia Peacock, Hans Twite, Brendan Sweeney, and Marshall Eisen. Our music is by Chief Aha Mefile J. Oluo. And special thanks to our perfect angel, Isolda Raftery. I'm Lindy West. And I'm Megan Hatcher Mays. See you next week. <laughs>